Radio. Hey everybody, this is Steve. I just wanted to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy Hey everybody, this is Steve again. Uh, just letting you know this uh, this episode today is a nice little mini episode of the live stream for the cure that we did about a month ago, uh, where you know, God bless uh, Nick and Justin and everybody involved with that for raising almost twenty thousand dollars this year for cancer research. Uh, it was such an amazing event. Uh, I believe it was fifty hours of content uh, to raise that much. Uh, they're they're incredible. Check them out. Uh, Epic Film Guys, uh, Nikolai's Kitchen, uh, Two Peas in a Pod, uh, Netflix and Swill, just all, all the great guys. Uh, this one had Gerald with uh, Two Peas in a Pod kind of narrating. And we had, of course, one of our favorites, Drew from The Real Feels Podcast, joining us to talk about eight movies. Uh, so, yeah, enjoy. What's up, guys? Hey! hey. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> Welcome to Live Welcome to Five Stream or Live Stream for the Cure Five. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Awesome. How about yourself? Awesome, man. I'm I'm filling in the big chair here for Nick. He's coming back any minute. You know, we just had a cooking segment. Of course, he can't move on until he like cleans up every last dish and utensil. So I think he's coming back down. But before you get going, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your show? I'm a big fan of it, actually. I want to hear tell oh, everyone excellent. about it. Well, contrary to popular belief, uh, our movies or podcast is actually called Everything I Learned from Movies. <laughs> so learned no. but you but you do love them we do love them. well oh, we, we don't love all of them yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know if you guys listen to super Se- sexy sequel september or jesus month we don't love <laughs> but yeah it's everything i learned from movies all the major podcatchers at eilf movies on twitter facebook and instagram you all know about that uh, <laughs> also july 10th we have podcart fest coming up which Woo! is a celebration of podcasting and art and a friend of the podcast, Dana Gould, will be joining us. Yes, the creator of Stand Against Evil. Yeah! So, he promised he'd show up this time. That's right, for a live Q&A. So, that'll nice. be July 10th. Yeah, I guess that's our show, right? Drew, you've been on a few times. A few times. Gerald, yeah, you're coming on soon. I'm supposed to be coming on soon, yeah. yeah. We're going to have soon. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Uh, but, of course, today we're talking about one of our many many passions uh you know nicholas cage movies jean-claude van damme movies no no no. we're talking about ape movies today yeah so jean-claude van damme movies arnold schwarzenegger uh, movies. no <laughs> oh, oh wait oh, was oh, there oh. a nick cage movie with an ape no i don't think so i don't think so shakma learns how to say it isn't it that shit crazy oh my god it's, it's amazing <gasps> nick! Hey! i love the apron Oh, Donuts. Okay. Nice. <laughs> oh, also during our segment, because we want to make Drew take a shot while we're here. Um, 
for 50 bucks, if you donate $50, I will make you a pet portrait. And you're like, I thought Izzy was the artist when it comes to stuff like that. Like, no, no, no. no. Steve is the artist. Here's the latest one I did for one of our friends, Katz Garfield, in the uh, Lassiter, (laughs) I don't know, coat of arms. Uh, Let's see. Here's uh, Apollo of Happily Ever Aftermath. As a saint. As a saint. Well, he's a, 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 a Greek god, I believe. And uh, oh, here's our cats. <laughs> we got a $10 donation already, guys, from Saint. Oh, yeah. Tony Cusy says, Yay for Stizzy. Woo! Stizzy! Stizzy! <laughs> We've reviewed some 20 Qs. We gotta have them back on, too. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 50 bucks. Uh, so, yeah, I figure about. 30 of those, you'll be up for another shot. Is that right? My math, no good. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, our cats are named Cameron and Poe for our two Torty sisters, named after uh, Cameron Poe from uh, Con Air. And our old cat, Mr. Pickles, is also dubbed Pickleless Cage. So nice. There you go. There you go. Pet trivia. So, guys, eight movies. Eight movies. Uh, I've been looking into the subject a little bit, <laughs> and there seems to be, you know, like most movie genres, like cycles about every 15 to 20 years, uh, certain ape kind of movies start coming up. I mean, on top of the ones we're currently talking about, everything I learned from movies, like during May, we're doing Jungle Book movies during Maygly. And then going into June, we'll be doing Tarzan movies in Welcome to the Jungle. So, <gasps> check that out. Uh, there's, I guess one of the, the major ones, of course, Killer 8 movies, mm-hmm. where, yeah. you know, started with, like, Murder of the Rue Morgue back in the 30s, and then the 50s, there were a bunch of guys in, you know, ape costumes and stuff. Conga! Conga! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you haven't seen Conga, it's on Amazon Prime. It stars Michael Guff. It's a chimpanzee <laughs> going around growing and destroying a city. It's great. The, the original Alfred basically turns a baby ape into a giant monster and destroys all of London. 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 Yeah. And then 20 or so years later, you get money, uh, movies like Monkey Shines and Shockma, one of Judy's yeah. favorites. Which, like, if, you, uh, if you've ever seen a baboon at the zoo and, like, know, like, their size and their strength, that movie is horrifying. Just horrifying. That animal is loose on set. <laughs> I am worried for those actors. It's like the craziest game of tag that those people are playing <laughs> locked in that lab. <laughs> so, so Shakama, because we're, we're going to keep bringing it up because Drew introduced us to it and it's absolutely amazing, is a very low budget movie about a group of college students and their teacher who decide to play live action D&D in their school. They lock it down for the night. Earlier that day, they were supposed to euthanize a baboon, but they didn't quite finish the job. And so they're locked inside this building with a baboon and uh, named Shakma, who is completely That's wild. His top. And uh, we discovered through the fun facts that uh, so so this baboon is like a real animal. It's genuinely like lunging itself at things, trying to break down doors. It's really, really horrifying. We found out in the fun facts that the Shockman uh, had two trainers, but he only liked one of them. The other one he just could not stand. <laughs> so the way they got Shockman to like attack doors, g- like go through walls, just lose his mind was the trainer he didn't like would just stand on the other side of the door and call him. And this animal goes insane. <laughs> we just got two $50 donations back to back, guys. Yeah, I'm going to draw some pictures. I think I know who that is, but she says she needs more black cat stuff. 
And then yeah. Brendan says, in memory of Cleo, 50 bucks. Oh. Yeah, so everybody, uh, if you donate 50 bucks, take a screenshot and send it to Everything I Learned from Movies, E-I-L-F Movies, on any of the social medias, and Steve can get you all hooked up with that. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, so we have the Killer 8 movies. We also have, like, the Gentle Giants, like your Mighty Joe Youngs. Oh, there's, there's a little Cleo. Cleo. R.I.P., buddy. Um, yeah, we, we've got the... The the misunderstood apes. Those also start coming up in cinema, right, Steve? Yeah. No, yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> Yeah, like, of course there's also like the giant ape movies, you know, King Kong, Mighty Joe Young, and we get a re uh, rehash of that every twenty years or so. I'm assuming all of you have seen Godzilla versus Kong, right? Yeah. I saw it. If and- you haven't spoiler alert, you missed a great movie. <laughs> good, right? And of- and of course, being ape aficionados, we're very much Team Kong, but you know, it, it was a good flick. Oh. I, I don't know. I mean, going into it, I won't lie. I was looking at the realistic odds, and I'm like, oversized ape, uh, walking nuclear reactor. I love an underdog. What can I say? <laughs> Steve was very disappointed that when Kong started doing sign language, that he didn't go full Congo and have the backpack that translated it for us. You know, Kong, pretty monkey. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows Congo is the greatest movie ever made, right? It's not just me. I'm pretty sure that's consensus. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, Ernie Hudson agrees. Yeah. yeah. It's so like perfect movies. Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Congo. Citizen Kane, yeah. <laughs> Paddington it, 2. It, it's yeah. Criterion Collection, obviously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, I need a Criterion. <laughs> Guys, Criterion, I think their standards are slipping. We've been watching some movies that are Criterion <laughs> edition that, uh... Yeah. Whew, yeah. Nick's lobbying for a Cool Cat Criterion version. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, I think uh, "Cool Cat Killing COVID" or whatever the next one coming out is—that's gonna—that's gonna be the one. Cool Cat beats Rhoda. Yeah, right. With a bullet for sure. <laughs> and then, of course, everybody loves the the friendly eight movies, where you know it started with "Bedtime for Bonzo" back in the fifties, but then like uh, "Any Which Way But Loose" in the nineties, you had Ed and. Uh, was it MVP most valuable primate? Yeah. And Dunstan checks in. And all Monkey that. Trouble. Project yeah, X. Monkey Trouble. Which, if Project you guys X. haven't seen Monkey, oh, oh yeah, Project yeah. X. Project yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you gentlemen all seen Monkey Trouble? I don't think so. No. Seen Mon- Monkey Bone. Yeah. Monkey <laughs> Trouble. Uh, a young girl who's kind of like troubled finds a a monkey in the park. Uh, turns out the monkey was trying to steal by. Harvey Keitel, who is playing a Romanian gypsy. Wow. <laughs> and shenanigans ensue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, the Planet of the Ape movies that everybody oh, yes. likes and just incredible allegories for everything. But, gentlemen, do you have a favorite ape movie or at least a type of ape movie? I do have fond memories of the Clint Eastwood one. What, uh, was that Every Which Way But Loose, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, and the sequel, Any Which Way You Can or something. Yeah, yeah. I have fond memories of that one just because when I saw it in my life, my dad was a big Eastwood fan. And It's a monkey road trip movie with Clint Eastwood. How can yeah, you go wrong? Right, right. I feel like it's a no-brainer <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, that one comes to mind right away just because I saw that at a pretty young age and my dad loved it. So that would probably be my answer. I, I want to say like Monkey Shines is up at the top. Uh, but in, in my heart, I, I have to go with Congo. Yeah, because I I cannot get enough of Tim 
Curry going, the diamonds, jiss, jiss. I always still expect him to drop the accent at the end right before the monkeys kill him, but uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, Sorry, I haven't guys. seen it. But, you know. <laughs> I was like, no, please, I'm from Jersey, no! <laughs> Oh, excellent. How about you, babe? I mean, so uh, Monkey Trouble came out when I was like the right age. So I have fond memories of that terrible movie. But I'm not gonna lie. I really like the original Planet of the Apes, especially the sequels. Because every time you think like, well, they literally blew up the planet. Can't go anymore. Nope. We've got another one. And it makes sense. And it's incredibly poignant. Oh, and Ricardo Montalban is here. (laughs) Right. Just for an added element. Oh, Ricardo Montalban can do no wrong in my eyes. Phil Root says, check out Project Nim for a great documentary. And then Sam echoes Ooh. Monkey Shines. That's just- yes. Yeah, Monkey Shines. <laughs> oh, when Stan Tucci pops up in that movie, I'm like, is yes. that monkey going to kill Stan Tucci? <laughs> yes, Stanley Tucci! <laughs> and how. <laughs> <laughs> that monkey kills a lot of people. Oh, it's true. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the new Planet of the Apes, the misordered what is it rise dawn and sunset i don't know it's <laughs> like like th- those are really good too I, you were i know you're still disappointed they didn't come out with noon of the apes you were really looking oh, yeah. forward to that one <laughs> like sunrise noon after dinner and then was war i think the other one's war. yeah war yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah that's right woody harrelson yeah yeah okay i should have war, but <laughs> But yeah, the the second one especially was the dawn or whatever when Koba's up on the Yank firing the fifty cal machine gun and stuff. I'm like, this is the greatest movie of the year right here. <laughs> that's all Steve wanted was a monkey yep. with a machine gun, and yep. that's all he's been waiting for for decades. <laughs> I get it a couple times in that movie. Thanks, Sandy Circus. <laughs> and now that director's <laughs> oh my god, that director's doing a Batman movie now. I oh, can't wait. Um, <laughs> But yeah, obviously I love Congo. Um, what, what do you guys think the future of ape movies hold? Like, there's obviously not as many real life apes being used. It's more CGI and stuff like. That. Do you think that'll continue to happen, or what kind of genres do you think will come up? I don't know what Drew thinks. I think that's probably the world we live in, though. You know? Yeah, I, think yeah. I, I, would, I would agree that CGI is going to be taking over. I mean, especially with like the motion capture suits. I think that is just the way that it's going, and I think it's in easily uh more controllable factor for the film itself easier to ensure yeah yeah, yeah. So and it's better might, for the apes I was gonna yeah say, some true. people might argue more humane as well so yeah. you know obviously yeah. as much of a backlash if it's all being done you know digitally yeah. and, and movies are all about being humane and yeah you know, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> at least now <laughs> i think there's always going to be a spot for like the killer ape like because like animal exploitation movies since jaws i mean even before jaws but jaws really put it in the limelight like there's always going to be the kill killer ape movies but i i am already seeing that we're going more towards the like no 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 they're misunderstood gentle giants and like free them from their struggle well i was gonna ask you two because while you were talking i was kind of thinking about it and i feel like when you were mentioning those movies and as they're coming back to my memory there's usually like a a fork in the road with these types of films it seems a lot of them are seen as these like kind of villainous like you're supposed to be scared of them but then you have the other way in the road if you go that way they're kind of like friendly and you know almost like pets almost you know that they take on this like friendly what do you think what do you prefer from an eight movie oh i mean me personally 
Sure. I like them being the villains. Obviously, I love Congo. I love the, the, the killer, killer apes. Movie. But there's also the motherly Amy talking gorilla in that same where it's like it's not all apes are bad, all apes are good. It's a, it's a choice that they make, and or you know, nature versus nurture, all that kind of stuff. That's cool and all. It's like with the Planet of the Ape movies. Like when they first came out, it was oh my gosh, there's this planet that's apes, and then it's like. Oh, it's really just like people, just that they happen to be, you know, bigger, hairier, and stronger. And then Charlton Heston, and <laughs> he's so condescending. <laughs> he's so condescending. All that stuff. But but that's the '60s. I'm like the newer ones. It's like, hey, we're apes. We have rights too. Leave us yeah. be. And they're Stop like testing on us. Yeah, you know, it's 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 very interesting being our our closest animal relatives and all. But I don't know. I guess it depends on the kind of movie you're trying to do. Where it's like. Shockma is just a, a crazed baboon that's been in captivity but, and now he wants revenge. But he's not just crazed. Like he, they they say, like, hey, he's hit sexual maturity, so he's more aggressive now. So they go to euthanize him. They don't do it right. So he's he's crazed due to basically being occupied by humans. Like, and that's a thing in a lot of the Killer Eight movies. Like, um, like in Monkey Shines, like oh, yeah. the little monkey goes nuts because she gets tested on. Oh, that's right. She gets the the killer injection. And it's also like jealousy or something like that, if I yeah. remember right. right? It's yeah, a little, yeah. yeah, it's like the jealousy as well. I mean, I'm I'm still kind of looking for two different movies. I want the one where the lady who had the uh, <clears throat> the chimpanzee as a pet and it ripped her face off. I want that one. And yeah. D and DC Comics. I I want a detective chimp movie. Yes, Detective Chimp. I would watch that. I would watch that. It was also brought to our attention, we did this panel for uh, another con last week. Apparently Marvel had a whole thing where it's like all the Marvel superheroes is apes. And I don't know, I saw yep. like a Wolverine baboon kind of cross and <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. So Disney, get on that. <laughs> so, Drew, you brought up the uh, the gal who got her face ripped off by her pet chip. Face off too! <gasps> Uh, I when when all of that went down, I happened to be working in a pet shop at the time, and um, not the same one. <laughs> not the same one. No, no, no. We we didn't have like anything more than like fish and hamsters and a couple of like little birds. We didn't even have like rabbits or kids or puppies or anything. To which is why I worked there. I was in California, and in California, there's a law you can't sell a living animal to anyone under the age of eighteen, which includes like if they're being really strict, like feeder goldfish and crickets and stuff. So parents would get really mad because they'd send their kid and just like go buy some goldfish for your turtle to eat. And we'd send them back out and be like, no, bring your parent in. And the thing is, they'd always be like, uh, like, they'd always be like, oh, just, you know, animals don't mean anything. That's like, that's what it always devolved into. And it's like, I know it's a feeder animal. Like still, you'd be mad if I just sold your kid a goldfish and they brought it home. But whatever. But this one guy would come in like every week and every week it was the same thing. He'd send his cute little daughter in. Every week we'd send her back out. Every week he would come in and he would just yell at us for no reason. And one week he decided to get up in my manager's face and he was like, it just came down to like, uh, animals come first, people come first, animals come first, people come first. And it got really close to her and he was like, and I'm just standing back like, oh shit. And he was like towering over this little woman and was just like, you remember that lady that got her face ripped off by the ape? And Carla just like got back up in his face and just went, yeah, she shouldn't have been fucking with the monkey. And then she said, let me print out directions to our rival. (laughs) It was just like one of the greatest moments I've ever seen. That's an all-time great mic drop, right? (laughs) And then she sipped her tea. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. Ooh, we did a Harambe Ooh. biopic, too. Yes, Harambe biopic. <laughs> Dicks out for Harambe. Wait, what? Ooh. Uh, God, it would actually probably be a pretty good one. Speaking of monkey road trip, like a, every which way but loose, mm-hmm. but like modern day, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, like, I'm trying to think who like the Eastwood of today would be like. Not the Eastwood of today, but it's got to be Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt and a monkey. Chris Pratt and a monkey. I'd, I'd watch that movie. Sure, that'd be good. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, is it like yeah. an action movie, or is it just like the buddy comedy? Just, I mean, I mean, as action is, you know, every which way but loose, you know, maybe a couple fist fights right. and bar shenanigans and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So you know, a drunk monkey. They're drifters who live in their friend's mom's yard and then uh, decide to go cross country. Yeah. yeah. I think really any of the Hollywood Chris's would fit in there nicely. So I'm, I'm yeah, 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 totally. Chris Pratt, yeah. You know what? Chris Hemsworth going across Australia with a monkey? I'm also in. <laughs> Absolutely. Shirtless, of course. Yeah, yeah. we'll do it sort of Priscilla Queen of the Desert-esque. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's probably going to be like, you know, like a little person in a little mocap outfit and stuff since, you know, whatever. But what if it's voiced by Vin Diesel? Hear me out. <gasps> if you're If you're having like a gravelly chimp voice, is that not Vin Diesel? Drew, what do you think? I guess I will say some of Vin Diesel's best work is voicing Groot, so. Uh, he lives his life a quarter maybe. banana at a time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then when he takes the wheel and. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, it's going to be great. Steals the car. I'll get you out of here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, you know, like with the way that like science is, you know, steadily moving forward and we've had all these Planet of the Ape movies. I just see like a post-apocalyptic world where like a far traveler comes to a town, walks into like the place to buy things and a, a, a lone figure hooded comes to the counter. The guy starts asking for stuff. And he's like, <sighs> takes off the helmet. And it's just like a chimpanzee, like a very old in- chimpanzee going like, okay, now what? What do you want? <laughs> Comes and sits down at the bar in this old west looking right. shirt town. You know, something out of Mad Max. What'll it be, pal? Shout out to Jared Taylor for the donation. He likes to round it up. So Jared Taylor's donation took us up to $13,120. Thank you so much. Woo! Is it that time, Moonshine? Ah? (laughs) Alma, getting there. (laughs) Get Drew drunk. Yeah. (laughs) Haven't we already? No, not yet. You had too much break in between, right? They're so evenly spaced out. I even had Brendan like message me saying like, Moonshine, are you wrecked yet? And I was like, No, they're <laughs> it's thirteen over the course of like five days. I'll be all right. I know. I, I wasn't. I wasn't pulling a uh, a schley. It's not like every time it's like, all right, thirteen thousand. That means thirteen shots. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I know. I, I I made the smart decision to say like every thousand dollars, I'll take a shot. Not every twenty five, or as the contrarians, every seven. <laughs> like I said, for a fifty dollars donation, you get a pet portrait. Andrew will take a shot. He just said it right here. I think. Yeah, yeah. So fifty dollars donations, people. Let's keep them coming. I will take a special shot for whomever gets us up to thirteen five. There we go. Come on, guys. And you get pet portraits. What more could you want? Right. If you get five hundred bucks, I'll I'll do ten portraits. I'll make up animal portraits for you. I'll. I'll I'll take random pets and cross it with Batman. That's what, uh, whatever. <laughs> Very yeah. specifically. Yeah, I'll do it. You see the pictures? <laughs> I, I had our cat Cameron with, as Two-Face. It, it fits, trust me. I have, your, I have your artwork up in my studio. You know that. Oh, yeah. 
I have your artwork on my fridge, yeah. just like Yay! any proud proud father would. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, do we need to do we need to do a little uh, um, your little Hobbit kitty portrait, Bilbo? Maybe. Ooh. I don't even know where I don't know where Frodo is. He's I somewhere. A, I have an extreme. I know Steve knows. I have an extremely cute Dracula with a kitty cat. That's right. Yeah. Yes. You <laughs> say Bilbo, I'll have a you know the face of your cat, the body of Bilbo. Frodo, sorry, Bilbo or, is uh, oh, Sruti's. Oh, sorry, sorry, Frodo. Sorry. Frodo. We, oh, we know okay. a dog who's. Uh... Well, then that joke's not going to work because I would say it's Bilbo from uh, Orgasmo. So never mind. <laughs> sorry, we know we know a Bilbo. He's a dog. He's Bilbo Wagons. That's right. And oh, that's right. he's pretty spectacular. <laughs> you can just do you can do Frodo like con- like reaching for the doorknob because we always yell at him. Frodo, the door. <laughs> So eight movies. All right. So no. <laughs> Speaking of crazy, crazy movies, nobody's seen that contain apes. Uh, has anyone else here seen Greystoke: Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes? That's a no for me. It's a uh, Christopher no. Lambert's English language debut in like eighty three. <gasps> yes. From the director of Chariots of Fire. Um, yes. <laughs> Andy McDowell was like her first role or something too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, wow. if you want to see Christopher Lambert as Tarzan, the Highlander is Tarzan, yeah, and uh, people in ape costumes playing his family, <laughs> this is have... the movie for you. Oh, Ian Holmes in it, uh, like it's wow. it's basically Downton Abbey meets Tarzan. So yeah, it's much more about his time on the Greystoke estate than the time of him in the jungle. Yeah. So it's a very different look at Tarzan. Oh. He rips his shirt off in the middle of some grand presentation and goes Sold. and plays apes. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. yeah oh, the, I remember the dead ape costume being particularly horrifying. Yeah, it's like something out of Congo, <laughs> that's for sure. It's got the the like white tufts and stuff. You know, it's he's an aged gorilla, an aged silverback, but yeah. Sure. Oh and Link. Oh, do you guys <gasps> know about Link? Another mid eighties one? Okay, guys, I didn't know about this until like a year ago, and I had to buy it. It's now Steve's favorite movie. All right, Terrence Stamp is like a mad scientist guy, lives in a cottage, out in whatever, hires like uh, an assistant, Elizabeth Shue, 1985. He's going, he's going to England and needs to raise her grade. Um, he has an eight, uh, chimpanzee butler mm-hmm. who then, uh, I think, develops feelings for Elizabeth Shue. Mm-hmm. By the way, her first and, by my knowledge, only nude scene. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. Hold on a second. I'm Googling Link. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at 85 Elizabeth Shue already, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Karate Kid, mm-hmm. Adventures in Babysitting, in between, there's yeah. this nudity monkey movie. And... <laughs> Guys, it uh, it takes some turns. Uh, so it gets very shockma there for a while. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, there's the younger ape that they're going to try and teach to talk. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's part of the experiment. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, more talking monkeys and oh boy, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, check it out. So obviously, I love the killer crazy ape movies, <laughs> just because right. I don't know horror fan or whatever. But uh, 
Oh, okay. Yep, little, see little Cameron here, little Two Face. <laughs> she decides to look. At I the... made a promise that I was going to donate five dollars anytime a cat showed up on screen during this event. So oh, there we go. Back, <laughs> as soon as I'm back over at my computer, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that in y'all's name. But yeah, there's a kitty cat. <laughs> yeah. Is he? Is he just stand up, walk off, walk back on, walk off, yeah. walk back on? <laughs> yeah, Pick, to... Pickles, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Bring up some more pictures. We've got three of them. So. Yeah. Uh, any other ideas you guys got for like future monkey movie? Obviously, I want Congo Two to happen, even though I, I think Michael Creighton's estate won't let that happen. But could there be like a second hidden temple that trained the gorillas somewhere, somewhere else? Okay, so I thought about this a little bit. Hear me out. <laughs> Wait, it's twenty five get... years later. Obviously, Monroe Kelly and Doctor uh, Doctor Blondie, Doctor Laura Linney. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kelly, I don't know, whatever. They've obviously hooked up afterwards because yeah. her and the Doctor Elliot weren't going to be a thing. Oh no, he, no, he died in he, he died ten minutes after yeah, the movie ended. Yeah, he yeah. didn't make it. He got shot down with a rocket. Um, but, <laughs> but it's twenty five years later, and their son Michael B. Jordan, you know Monroe Kelly Jr. Obviously, think about it. <laughs> he he's uh, got to go back into the area, you know. Uh, um, oh my god, Tom Clancy style, like without remorse or whatever, to save some people. Sorry, our cat's jumping on the microphone. <laughs> oh, that's what cats do. For real, bro? All right. <laughs> but he's going to need some intel of the Barunga region of the Congo. So who's going to be able to help him? Amy. She still remembers how to sign. That's right. Oh. And she's taught the other gorillas to sign in that region. <laughs> And so we armed them. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is going to lead an assault team of gorillas into the Barunga region to save from a warlord. I don't know, played by Michael Jai White or Ronawale. Come, Kahiga. Kahiga could come. He made it. Out. No, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I thought about it a little bit. Obviously, it's just a little. Know, pen, pen pending, pen pending. Blah blah blah. <laughs> allegedly submitting our screenplay now. <laughs> You were going to have a Joey Pants cameo as the arms dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got that, all that's how he's going to get the guns, is from Joey Pants. That'll be good, because Amy's just going to go like, Amy, freedom, fighter. Yeah. Amy, <laughs> Amy want <laughs> justice. Yeah, it's going to be great. In the mean streets of Steel Town, Detective John Claw is the law. <laughs> Jesus, John, he wasn't even resisting arrest. But when the warlords of Africa come to town... Even the law needs some help. John, you've lost three partners this month, but we brought in an expert. Meet your new partner. She's been working with Interpol for years. Amy, good, good, gorilla. Captain, no. I don't partner with no talking monkey. Amy, no, monkey. Jesus, John, get woke, will you? She's an ape. And she's been following this Mokeli Mobibi character for years. You're not the only one that wants to take this bitch down. <laughs> You did pretty good out there tonight. Clink. Where are you after, my baby? Amy, want justice. Bad man, kill family. What? I didn't know he killed your family. Drugs, guns, human trafficking, poaching. Mokele, my baby, is one evil man. I want Claw and his family dead. Michael Jai White as Mokele, my baby. You're too late, John. Now your girlfriend has to pay. Elizabeth Shue, because we need a girl in this movie. John, no! Save yourself! Jean-Claude Van Damme, 
as John Claw. No! And in her triumphant return to cinema, the star of Congo, Amy. <laughs> Amy, I'm glad you could make it. As you can see, I made a vest out of your father. Amy, want justice. Kill ugly bad man. <laughs> you can try. Amy, no, try. Amy, do. <laughs> <laughs> Coming this fall, Banana Splits, Monkey See, Monkey Die. Directed by Simon West. Chris Janey has been talking about this in the chat for a while, and he thinks a Gorilla Grodd movie is... A definite need, and I would I would agree. I think that would actually sell pretty well because I mean, if we're gonna like introduce like Legion of Doom in some way, I think it might go better if you're not gonna go someone like so on the nose or cliche as like Lex Luthor or Brainiac. Let's go, Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a what about like a sci-fi twist on history? Because you know how they say we evolved from apes what if it was the other way around and we started as humans and then over time we evolved to the ape form i feel like somebody I, needs to watch the original planet of the apes <laughs> <laughs> the original <laughs> series no hashtag no, no, child no, murder does happened. happen <laughs> <laughs> oh back to the future but with apes oh that'd be good and then it causes da 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 oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I can't I can't promote the original Battle of the Apes in the sequels. They get made fun of so much on stuff and the costumes like got passed around really bad movies for literally decades. Oh. People make fun of it, but they are amazing and poignant and yeah, like every time you're like they can't take this any further, they they figure out how to do it and make really good points. <laughs> Kitty cat's Indeed. back. At least the tail is. Yeah. 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 Trying to keep. I was like trying to hold her down. And she bit me a little bit. So I was like, nope. <laughs> not do that. Lift her up. Show the people what they want. Oh, fine. More hey, five more dollars, hey. Gerald. Sorry. Yeah. Cameroon. Wait, hang on to that one. Oh, oh, hold on. Tried to be a uh, Bond villain here, but. Oh, okay, bye. You guys have two. I mean, yeah, you have two. We can't prove we've got two of them then. God, hairy monsters. All right, sorry. <laughs> There hey, look, go. here's Poe, everybody. Poe! Cute. <laughs> Kitty. <laughs> she's like, you're holding me very weird. <laughs> See, she's got the white on the other, the, gr- the the brown on the other side of her face. She's like, why are you filming me? Why am I? <laughs> <laughs> like, why I'm going to destroy see that mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, right, go get your sister. All right, so, all right, so the giant ape movies. Yeah, giant apes. Everybody loves Kong, right? And Konga. Has anyone seen uh, King Kong Lives, the like mid-80s one Roger Corman did with Linda Hamilton? I've been trying to find a copy of that forever because it sounds like a train wreck. But I know of that one. It's pretty popular okay. uh, lore around that one, but I have never seen it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the only reference I really know about is from the 98 movie, The Big Hit with Mark Wahlberg. And, uh... Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And like, hey, you have a copy of King Kong Lives. You must return it. <laughs> like, All right, so it was at least a VHS back in the day. All right, that's good to know. <laughs> that one and Bela Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. I've yet Ooh. to get my hands on, and I'm very angry. I still haven't got my hands on it. Still time. We'll have to check it out. <laughs> um, gosh, are there any other movies I'm forgetting? Obviously, uh, like Ed and Most Valuable Primate and stuff oh, like Dustin that. Oh, Dustin Checks In. One of everybody's favorites, right? Dustin Checks In. Yeah, that's a good family Jason one. Alexander. Yeah. What, if Jason Dustin, Al- what if Dustin ends up owning the hotel? There you go. There's the sequel. Jason Alexander is a tragic accident. He's left everything to Dunstan. Dunstan cashes in. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Dunstan decides to uh, bring Hilton in to uh, to manage it. Paris Hilton's fallen on hard times, so she actually has to work as like a front desk manager. <laughs> uh, yes, it will Jared, be played by Paris Hilton. Why not? Yeah, of course. <laughs> by the way, Jared over in the chat said that he has seen King Kong Lives, and it's bad. Oh yeah, yeah. I figured it's bad, but it's like. I, I don't know. Our podcast, we watch bad to questionable movies, and uh, right. it sounds like it's right up our alley. We're not looking for, you know, Linda Hamilton to be nominated for a Golden Globe or anything. Or Yeah, I mean, we watched another nine and a half weeks. We can watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like King Kong lives, Jim and the Holograms. Like, that, that means Izzy is not a fan. <laughs> there's, I have a really high tolerance for bad movies, and there's just a couple of them where it's like, nope, nope. I was trying to look up other other ape movies. What do we got? Project we got X. Yeah, Project X. Uh, 1945's The White Gorilla. That doesn't sound problematic. 1943's <laughs> The Ape Man, which is on Tubi. Oh, yeah, that's what Oh, uh... yes, he's got here. Steve yeah, actually here, made me... a list. I made a list. <laughs> oh, uh, Barefoot Executive, I think one of Kurt Russell's first movies in the 70s. It sounds like a hoot. <laughs> Gorilla at Large. What about, um, <laughs> I was just looking some up. See, what about Rampage with The Rock? Oh, oh, Ram- <laughs> yeah, that's right. We were oh, talking yeah. about the giant apes, and I was, I was going to bring up Rampage, and I was like, I really liked Rampage almost as much as like Kong Skull Island and all that. I think oh, wow, came out really? the same year or something. Yeah, uh, I mean it was stupid, but it was it, it was a gave lot me of what fun. I wanted a giant ape and a half lizard hawk or something. Yeah, here's know. the thing: uh, <laughs> Rampage had we had very low expectations going in, oh, yeah. so it only exceeded them all. Whereas Kong Skull Island, we had very high expectations for, which it met. But for like for us and our scale, that makes them about equal because it's like, well, one way surpassed <laughs> this expectations; the other met them just fine, just fine. But yeah, they're they're equally and as just, good now. And I just found out recently, Rampage was based on a video game. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, did oh, you not yeah, know that? Yeah, did not know yeah. that. I found that out on my show actually when my guest told me. I was like, oh my god, really? Where are you, 20? <laughs> I didn't know that. I don't know how I missed it. Phil Steve, Rude do you says, remember? Phil Rude says oh. Mighty Joe Young, which is another pretty popular one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the 90s. And uh, I guess in the 40s, too. Like, it was basically, uh, it had been 15 or so years since uh, King Kong came out. And they're like, hey, we want to do another one. Like, well, we own the rights and we don't want to. Fine, Mighty Joe Young. That's what we're going to call it. It's basically the same story. <laughs> Steve, do you remember when I sent you the uh, the Blood Monkey on that was on Tubi? Blood yes. Monkey. Yes, yes. That's we... another one. A thank you to Drew. Yep. Shout out to Drew. Okay. 
Academy Award winner F. Murray Abraham leads an expedition <laughs> into a world with killer monkeys. Of course we did that on an episode. So. An isolated subsect that uh, has to destroy any other primate-type creature in its habitat. So again, they gave it like a, a real reason for them to be killer monkeys. It's not just like, these yeah. monkeys love to kill. It's, no, no, no. They, they live in this very isolated area, and so it's always a fight for uh, resources. Gotta cut everything off. Yeah. What about the flying monkeys in the Wizard of Oz? You like, those, you like those guys? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? That would be a pretty good uh, Killer 8 movie. Just, it's like the birds, but it's monkeys. Thank you so much, Julio, for your $10 donation. And he just says, monkeys. Yeah, Julio! <laughs> so I heard a fun fact about the Wizard of Oz. I don't know if it's 100% true because I have no idea how to confirm it. But apparently the actress who played the Wicked Witch of the West got burned really badly on set doing one of the stunts yeah. and refused to be anywhere near fire anymore during the, the shooting or the filming. The very next like stunt involving like smoke and fire, her stunt double caught on fire and had to be rushed to the hospital. Yeah, I had read that before, too. Margaret Hamilton, oh the actress. Gosh. Yeah, I had read yeah. that before, too. Yeah. You know, that's what we need. We need a behind-the-scenes movie about the making of Wizard of Oz, and it's just called Death Trap, because apparently (laughs) every story I hear about the making of that movie, it's like, oh yeah, this person almost died because blank. Yeah, but that's just like filmmaking in the 40s, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Can we just call it, can we call it Bricked? Yes! Also, due to medical advances, there are not enough uh, little people actors to recreate the uh, the the Munchkins for the original Wizard of Oz. Really, there are less little people because of all the medical advances. I guess that explains the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Just the one guy playing all the Oompa Loompas, <laughs> or just creepiness. Sorry, I I hate that version so yes. much. Everybody does. Oh. I'm, I'm going to be this person. Uh, Gene Wilder is amazing in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but it's still not a great movie. Like, it's a really, really weird story about a narcissist who gathers up other narcissists to eat candy and torture each other. I can dig it. <laughs> Guys, I, I just found out Fight like <laughs> I just found out like yesterday. Did you know Tim Burton's doing an Adam's Family movie? Yeah. Didn't we just have one of those last year? We had an animated one, but not a new live-action one. Okay. Yeah, there's also I mean, a it, Wednesday TV series coming to Netflix, but I don't know if, mm, I don't know if that's... Yeah, 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 I think are it's they, the same thing. Yeah, so are they yeah. doing Adult Wednesday? Because I love those videos. I the actress they cast for her. I want to say she's, like, teen. Yeah, like 15 okay. or something, yeah. If, but, it, but it's like, is Johnny Depp going to be Gomez? I, I, I don't know. I, heard I don't know. That was, that was still, like, in the works or something, yeah. I can see Helen Bonham Carter as a uh, grandma. Helen Bonham Carter, that, that would that would actually be the role That'd for her. That'd be great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of apes, wait, what? <laughs> Nick, what's your favorite ape movie? Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, by far. Yeah, go back. <laughs> He's putting it in the top ten of the decades, dude. Yeah, I think Steve would probably be right about there, too. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, Steve. King Kong, or sorry, King Kung Fu from 1976. Oh, snap. Where's my pen? A gorilla, a gorilla trained in martial arts, gets loose and terrorizes the city of Wichita, Kansas, available on YouTube. 
And I know what we're doing after the live stream. Thank you so much. That's not me. That's not me. That's from the chat. Oh, thank you, chat. Yeah, chat. You're the best. Five dollar donation, but not thank you for your comment. He wants Nick to tie me up until my segment tonight. Wow, kinky. Oh my god, it's a thing. He wants to, well, he's more mad he hasn't heard of this and, and before. And the thing is, here, here's the poster, guys. I mean, that's the poster. Of course it is. Wow. I'm sold. Yeah, okay, that's 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 definitely a watch. <laughs> I may have a new favorite. A new <laughs> oh, another cat. $15. $15. Well, I should have said per segment. I apologize. I'm sorry, Gerald. <laughs> I did say whatever they come Too late for that. You did? Yeah. All right. Sorry, she was eating my feet. I had to get her away from my feetsies. I had to protect my toes from the bow. That's fair. All right, how about uh, how about in the chat? Do we uh, what what future uh, eight movies do we want to see? Do we want to see like a romantic comedy? Do we want, <laughs> you know? Do we? Uh, yeah, what is Matt LeBlanc doing these days? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Joey's not doing much, from what I understand. Right, he could do a rom com with some sort of misunderstanding, like. I don't know what's a uh, Tumblr, no, no, uh, with Tinder profile and an ape. Yeah. <laughs> I may have a trailer like that <laughs> coming out soon on our podcast. So, uh, fav- favorite ape movie from the chat, also only $355, gets you not only a pet, uh, a, a pet portrait. You get a new, you get a shot from me. I'll throw in a real fills and moonshine sticker package. <gasps> Oh, oh snap! Oh, sh- we got stickers too. Let's keep it coming. <laughs> Should I give us that money? No ape stickers though. How do we not have any ape stickers? How did you let this happen? I don't know. You're, You're the, the artist. artist. Yes. <laughs> we said it at the same time. <laughs> How did I not command you to make ape stickers? I don't know. I respect your opinion. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll get on it. Heck, I might have one here by the end of the second. Even if you just wanted to say by real quick because Nick's going to be sliding back in here so it was a great conversation I really appreciate you guys oh, bye Gerald we're going to get you on the pod yeah. clear your schedule everything <laughs> I learned from movies <laughs> everything I love about the movies everything I learned from going to the movies <laughs> bye Gerald <laughs> so Drew what kind of shine are you drinking yes tell us about your shine well this year since it's a special year and it's the fifth year I actually had about I had, I had multiple flavors, but the the go to that has been has been uh, Buffalo Trace White Dog Mash Number One. Ooh. Mm. So it's a sixty two point five percent alcohol by volume, which is one hundred and twenty five proof. And we are we are very nearly at the bottom of this bottle. Excellent. Well, guys, let's get to the bottom of the bottle. Fifty dollars get you a pet portrait. I want everybody you know in the chat. You know what? I'm going to th- 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 throw this in here. Next person donate fifty bucks gets pet portrait from Steve. Steve and I will do a shot with Drew. We've got some Black Death over here. Yeah, go get the, go get those drinks ready. Come on, guys. Get I need a drink. Brennan. It's been a long day. Uh, yes, we have Brennan straight from our trip to Iceland a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also known as the Black Death, it is a fennel flavored schnapps that yeah, is uh, seventy five proof, so not quite shine level, but you know enough. <laughs> The original Icelandic spirit. Ooh. Ooh. 
Chrissini, $51.25. Hey. He said hashtag drink. <laughs> yeah. Shot, shot, Thanks, shot. Uh, hey, so Chris, we pulled out our <laughs> buck shots. <laughs> the little That's shot cute. glasses that look like shotgun shells. They were a gift many years ago. From Steve's redneck brother, shout out to Matthew. Cute. All right. <laughs> it's like, what do we toast to? Gentlemen? To evil. <laughs> <laughs> to more eight movies, because now they're CGI, so they don't have an excuse. Yes. Ting. To our Simeon friends. Ooh. Whew. Actually, not that bad. Pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. Yeah. Whew. Ooh. Man, we don't take shots much anymore, do we? we really don't. <laughs> By the way, everybody, I just turned 40. No more here about that road trip adventure. Check us out with everything I learned from movies. Uh, I think Drew made an appearance on that one, too. <laughs> Wait. Nope, never mind. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think Drew. No, I. I, I, dro I dropped the ball. I didn't get a message to Izzy in time, despite the fact that I apologize for not getting a message in time. And she said, no, it's okay. There's still time. And I'm an ass. And I still did. <laughs> you know, no. Hey, guess what, Drew? There's still time. He's still alive. <laughs> it's okay. so it's, still time. It. Drew, Drew may not be on that episode, but you know who is? The star of Congo, Ernie Hudson. Yes, yeah. he, he paid a little tribute. And uh, wow, that guy is awesome. Guys, uh, Ernie Hudson is on Cameo. If you're looking for a gift for the film lover who has pretty much everything, get him a Cameo. Support your your uh, your local artists there, especially your uh, like C list uh, the actors and stuff. You know the people. A list. Who, We're talking Ernie. I Hudson. mean, it's A list, yeah. but no. <laughs> yeah. So like his, his thing, like you get an automated message, like oh, thank you so much for your your purchase. I'll get back to you in like seven to ten days. It was like ten hours late, and it was so professional. It was perfect. Besided Geek, thank Drew. you so much for your five. So Jared Taylor Woo! rounded us up to 13200 a few moments ago with a $3.23 donation. Thank you so much. Woo! Excellent. Yeah, thank you. And there's still a couple minutes left, Drew. And uh, Drew, all is forgiven because uh, apparently you were part of the Mark Summers event that happened on our podcast, too. So That was that was Brendan and I. We were brainstorming for there you go. The, ni the night before. And we were, we were kind of panicking. We were like, he hasn't sent a revised video. He hasn't responded yet. <laughs> and we've already paid. Is it going to make it in time? Yeah, Brandon, it's totally going to make it in time. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Brandon worries sometimes. But sometimes. It, it continued to motivate us past our 250th episode. And 300 is just around the corner. And Yay! it's going to be fun. Woo! It's going to be Dracula 2000, guys, in October. <laughs> so prepare yourselves. Oh, oh, I've been wanting to do this movie for a while. Yeah. Like... Mm, Gerard Butler. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that movie might win for the widest spectrum between how good the soundtrack is. And it's definitely of its time. It is like early, like late 90s, early 2000s death metal to just how bad the movie is. Like that, that soundtrack is primo. That movie. I mean, they killed Hyde in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you get and you get Jerry Ryan as a vampire. So. Oh yeah! What right. more do you yeah. really want? By the yeah. way, we just finished Voyager. 
We did. Yay. We just finished Voyager Oh, but now now you have to go to Enterprise. Yep. Yep. Steve's been putting it off, but we're going to do Enterprise. I remember when it came out, I had not been a Trekkie, but people around me had been Trekkies. And so it was like, oh, good. When I can start from the beginning, because this was, I'm an old lady and this is pre like streaming stuff. So it's like, well, next gen, I can only catch it in reruns. I'll never catch the whole thing. I'm done. Uh, You know, DS9, I don't even know what that is. Is that, is that part of, uh, um, is that, is that part of like a, was it? Like Battleship Nine or whatever that was. Oh, on. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, 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 like like I. This is how little I know of these things. But I'm like, yes, I can start one from the beginning. And I watched the first two seasons before it started like changing time slots. And like, I won't lie, I love Scott Bakula. I'm a little bit of a Scott Bakula apologist. So I remember enjoying it, but it's also been two decades. <laughs> I don't get me wrong. Like I enjoyed Void or Voyager. I enjoyed Enterprise for what it was, but. It was mainly for Scott Bakula, especially for the episode where he reconnects with the um, uh, Al, Al, Sam from Quantum Leap. Al. Yeah. He's Sam. Al. Al. Yeah, that's right. See, okay. Dean right. Stockwell. Yes, no. that's it. Yeah. So they like reconnect for an episode, which was great. And I don't know. I, I think they tried too much for time travel storyline. Okay. Because it wasn't like one episode. It's like, oh, let's make this like the this series season or something. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, I was reading that like originally it was supposed to be very much about like the launch of the first Enterprise and the whole first season was supposed to still be on Earth. Like that was how it was originally written. And then like the network stepped in and was like, no, nobody wants to watch Star Trek. Uh, it's called Star Trek. <laughs> the, f- the, first, the first episode of Enterprise, I love. I love it because you have them like you have a Klingon land on, on uh, Earth. And then a farmer kills him. (laughs) Right. And a farmer kills him. And then like the Vulcan ambassador is like, you're making a mistake. He's like, I'm I'm sorry. This children like, no, no, we've been waiting around for uh, almost a century. We're going to handle this ourselves. (laughs) Exactly. He says, he's like, did you just raise your voice? Oh, you've been on earth too long. (laughs) And I'm just like, you just like sassed a Vulcan ambassador. (laughs) I fucking love it. And and it was just great. And Dr. Phlox is my second favorite doctor, I think, for character-wise. Although I do love me some Beverly Crusher. But I just love, like, again, first meeting Phlox where he's all like, Optimism, Doctor. And then, like, yeah. smile. Just, like, <laughs> like, oh, the, yeah, the smile goes all the way up <laughs> over his eyes. Yes. <laughs> It's yeah. good. It's good for what it is. I think they try. I think they tried too hard because it had been so long since a new Star Trek season had come out. So yeah. I don't know. But, so, so Drew, quick question: When do the apes get aboard the Enterprise? Because that's 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 when it's going to get interesting for me. You know what? I would totally be down if a Star Trek, any sort of Star Trek episode, like had an episode where they landed on basically the planet of the apes. Well, I mean, like Voyager had the whole like dinosaurs come back to Earth after becoming <laughs> after becoming space people. Why can't they have like super intelligent ape people like flying a spacecraft? I don't see why this can't happen. <gasps> yeah. yeah, why not? Like, I feel like that's a really easy character design. And when you're trying to come up with aliens that are like probable, right? And I mean, like, how many uh, monkeys? Ha- how many monkeys have we sent to space? So here's my problem. Here's, here's my thing. We are technically ape people. So that show already exists. Where's that? Yeah. Where's that? What, what the hell's that going on? Be, over there. That would be Dan. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a ghost ape. 
<laughs> oh no! Oh, there it's we the are. Hey. Spirits coming oh, through. it's it's Darth Bubby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We've been living in the shadows long enough. Now the apes will rise. <laughs> yes, no, but think, my ape people. All right, I'm going about that, like, like, how many apes have we sent to space? And like, maybe they got captured for a short time, and like their DNA was analyzed, and. Yeah. Maybe a new species was created. Maybe and turned into killer apes to protect in, their diamond mines. Wait a minute. In Star Trek, they talk all there's a in, in all the Star Treks, there's a couple of different like races that sort of breed their own little civilization for entertainment or whatever, you know, like like cause the 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 spaceship or somebody will like land there and it'll be like, oh no, our gods aren't gonna like you being here. And then it's like blow up the we demand you release our children or Show whatever. Show me what you got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe one of those like mother species picked up all our little apes and bred them into little ape society and taught them how to use the tools and then gave them like warp drive. I, I think if our pop culture society can be willing enough to ex- accept both Neelix and Jar Jar in two of the biggest franchises ever to hit like the whole entire world, then we can solely accept an entire Star Trek franchise or series dedicated to like a random space ape. Yeah. First, first Commander Bubbles or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the apes. Come on. Now, now when he pulls a Riker maneuver, you know it. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe the society didn't accept George as, as, as a whole. The chat's not getting angry at me. Also, Doctor Bubbles. I mean, also Doctor Bubbles has got to wear Deanna Troy's little low cut. Yeah, little DB. <laughs> Drew's regretting his. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just like my brain's going like you know the the USSR Amy and uh, <laughs> our patron saint. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, so we got a couple minutes left, guys. Fifty dollar donation. Get you a pet <gasps> portrait. Or if you want Captain Bubbles, Dr. Bubbles, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, the USS Amy. Going out, exploring new worlds, making first contact. Drinking martinis. (laughs) Pulling a Riker maneuver. Whoever pushes us up to uh, 13.5 gets that sticker pack. We'll we'll do another shot, too, if you get to 13.5. Shot, shot, shot. Shot. You got like five minutes? Five minutes. Yeah, we got our black dress ready. More importantly, we have Nick back. (gasps) Nick! He can't hear us. We can touch it. It doesn't matter. We just we get to look at him. (gasps) Ooh, an ape is the chef uh, aboard the SS Amy. Oh my god, that would be great. Yes, he's just a crew member, right? It's not like I'm asking for an ape to be captain of the Enterprise (laughs) yet. Yet. Different happen. different monkey species are different things. Yes. Like like a gorilla is security and mm-hmm. tactical. <laughs> yeah. Orangutan would be the doctor, obviously. Vo- An orangutan, yes. An orangutan would be the doctor. Uh, a chimpanzee would obviously be uh, like sensors who never gets promoted, just like oh, Harry yeah. Kim. Uh, or, the engineering or, or, or the, the transporter. Or Miles O'Brien. The of, O'Brien. <laughs> the O'Brien of, 
Uh, obviously, all the ensigns are going to be like little capuchin monkeys. <laughs> There's a lot of them, and they're disposable, but gosh, they're cute. <laughs> I just want, like, the capuchin monkey, the ones that, like, always, like, sleep in the uh, the jacuzzis of the mountains, in oh, the uh, hot springs, to be, oh. like, the, the Lieutenant Barkley. Just, like, you know, always, oh, like, no. in stasis, no. and then woken up, like, what, am I needed? No? Okay. Nobody wants Barclay. Nobody wants Barclay. Barclay is the worst character in Star Trek. And there's a list. There's a list. Barclay is the worst. Leave Barclay alone. No, Barclay won't leave anyone else alone. Go back to the (laughs) A-team. I think he's the best reoccurring character. Nope. Reoccurring reoccurring minor character. Drew, we still love you somehow. Unless you're going Jeffrey Combs in Enterprise, because Jeffrey yes. Combs, Jeffrey Combs makes Enterprise kind of worth it. Oh, absolutely. oh, is he in Enterprise too? I know he's in. Deep oh Space yeah, Nine. he plays the head Andorian, and he keeps referring to Scott Bakula as a pink skin. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did. So we, when we were watching DS Nine, like right, like we were like, man, Jeffrey Combs is in like he's on all of the ships and he's on all the planets. Man, this guy gets around, and then it's like. What, what, like two seasons after they like bring him in, it's like, oh yeah, he's a clone. <laughs> yeah, there's just clones of him all over space, and it's like, he's got the best manager in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I swear, two episodes before the announcement, Steve was just like, Jesus, this guy gets around. Like, I appreciate it. I love Jeffrey Coombs, but like, how is he here? And he's there, and he's talking to the elders, but then he's over on DS9, and then he's over with the Cardassians. Oh, he's a clone. There's like 11 of him. It, it, it was like the Mothra twins in King of the Monsters. I was yeah. like, why is the same Asian chick like in Hong Kong and New York and Florida? I was like, oh, because it's the Mothra twins. Like, oh, no, no. It went better than that. Like, we're watching the movie, and he's like, he's like, this is so frustrating. Like, how can she be there and there? And like, if they're going to, if it's going to be different actresses, just like they need to not be dressing exactly the same and looking exactly the same. And it's, I was just like, it's almost like they're twins. And he's like, what? And I'm like, like twins who work for Mothra. <laughs> and in the theater, she's just like, oh! <laughs> oh my, 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 we've got just a, just a minute or so here before, before the top of the hour. Uh, so, uh, Stephen Izzy, thank you so, so much for, uh, once again, for five years in a row. You guys have been here uh, every yeah. single year. Well, Izzy had to get kidnapped and drug along a, a couple of years. She escaped a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> she from had to live make but uh, <laughs> I love you guys so, so much. I'm sorry. I've been running around like crazy trying to get different stuff done around here. Uh, so I hope, you, you, I hope you're Drew just behaved himself. Work. Did Drew behave himself? I've behaved myself. He did all right. No, no. He said that Barclay was the best character in Star Trek, and uh, he, that's not he right. He still owes us a shot, though. I mean, I don't know. Drew, is this true? <laughs> I, don't want to call, I don't want to call Steve a liar. <laughs> but Steve, Izzy, um, please let the audience know where they can find you guys out there on the web. That's read a, my boobs. Yeah, read them too. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Or follow us at PodCartFest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T. Woo! That's uh, a celebration of podcasting and art. We're going to have another one on July 10th. July 10th. July 10th. Friend of the podcast, Dana Gould. 
Yeah, it's all virtual. Shop in your underpants, ask celebrities questions, talk to artists. Super, super fun. Super, super cool. Each individual artist has a mini live chat going, so you can actually talk to them about their art, or even we'll have podcasters as well. They're also artists. You can talk to them about their podcast. And there's a main live stream that you can tune into and just uh, enjoy anonymously. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. And uh, Mr. Hallam, of course, we will see you at $14,000. Hey, everybody. Join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free, so you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times, and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, See you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies.